Good morning, church. Boy, this microphone feels louder than it normally does. I think they turned it up for Brett. And Luke is turning it down for me now. Welcome to Hope Church. We are so excited to have you here. We are going to start with a prayer. If I could everybody just rise to your feet with me. Father, we are so, so thankful that we have an opportunity today to come before you, to join with other believers, to listen to your word, to sing songs, to praise your name. We ask that today would be a day of just change through our people in this church, that our voting would be well done and intact, and we just ask that all of this be done in your son's precious name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, we're going to start with our meet and greet, so please walk around, meet and greet one another, and while you are walking around, if I could get people who are in the back to just move on up, we'd appreciate it. Thank you.
All right, if I could have everybody take your seats. And we have a very special announcement here. If everybody would put their hands together for me as we get Mark Butler up here to give us a word on our mission. Well, good morning. Welcome to home church. Nice shirt. <laughs> Thank you. I couldn't find one with any more color, so, you know, get what I can. So we got a couple of missions announcements. Um, most of you know we've been doing a sock and beanie drive that we uh, take to the homeless. Well, we're going to wrap that up next Sunday. So here's your challenge. I want everybody here to bring at least one pair of new socks or a package of new socks, preferably warm, fuzzy ones. Um, but bring those next week and put in uh, the container over back in the missions area, and then we're going to deliver all those to the homeless shelter so that they can hand them out. Um, and that'll wrap that up for the, for the year. Um, so the other one, how many of you remember Pastor Danilo, the district superintendent from the Philippines that was here? Well, we're going to go see him uh, probably the last week of October. We're going to do a work and witness trip to the Philippines. Yeah, um, that's exciting. They're uh, 16 hours ahead of us, so it's not quite exactly halfway around the world, but it's close. Um, so be praying for that. Um, with schedules, you know, finding something that works into our church schedule um, and tries to avoid their monsoon season as much as possible. Uh, we're kind of on the tail end of their stormy season in late October. Um, but we're praying that God's going to give us the weather we need. And even if it's raining, we're going to go do something. Okay. So if you have any interest in going to the Philippines in October, work on your passport now. If you do not have one, get started on your passport. Um, and let one of the uh, missions council people know that you're interested so that we can put a list together. Um, and uh, we're estimating it's going to run about 2500 bucks per person. That's a lot of money, um, but you've got plenty of time to save up. If you want to go and you need help from the financial end of it, you let us know because we've got a, a good chunk of money sitting in our missions fund that we're going to bless them with and also be able to provide some scholarships to assist people who otherwise couldn't afford to go because I want people who have a heart to go to be able to go. Okay? All right. So be in prayer about that. Start making your preparations. And I would love to take a nice big team. And whatever strengths you have, we will find a way to make use of them. If you don't think you can do anything, then pray for us. Um, if you um, have some financial means but can't go, give to a scholarship for someone else. So there's ways that everybody here can help with this mission trip. Okay? All right. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for your faithful giving. And here's Matt. Thank you, Mark, for setting that up and continuing to be our NMI president. Uh, the work that Mark does to make sure that we get uh, missions out, whether it's local or international, is very much appreciated. So we give him one more round of applause, please. We do have a few announcements before we get started today. Uh, we are having church elections today. All official church members who are 15 years or older are welcome to vote. The voting is being held in the missions area and will be available between services. So go and cast your vote just once. They have a sheet, they're marking it off, but I know some of you. 
Life groups have started uh, a few weeks ago. Sign-up sheets are at the welcome counter. If you have not joined a life group, I highly, highly encourage you to do so. It is a great way to get some more fellowship, to get a little deeper into the Word of God, to just grow with other people in this church and continue to grow bonds here. We have eight groups to choose from, so you can join us as we fellowship together and just dig into God's Word. Please make sure you look into that and join one of those groups while you can. This Saturday, we have a women's breakfast. That's right. So if you are a woman and you love breakfast, you can be here Saturday at 8 a.m. here at the church. Please RSVP to Ricky by Thursday. So if you have any questions on that, reach out to Ricky, and y'all will be getting some good breakfast. That's it for our announcements. Um, if I could everybody stand to their feet, we're going to go into our time of giving of tithe and worship. Um, I do have to ask everybody to make sure that your phone is on silent. Just take that time, make sure that everything is clicked over so that we can silence the outside distractions and just dedicate our life and our soul to Christ as we go into this time. Now our offering, uh, we have three ways you can do it. The front of the uh, the front of the auditorium, the back, in both of those boxes, you can do it by mail or online. We cannot do what we do without the financial support. We can't plan missions trips to the Philippines. We can't do sock and beanie drives and all of these awesome things that our church is able to do to affect people locally and worldwide. So thank you so much for your faithfulness in giving of those. If I could everybody bow their heads with me as we go into a time of prayer together. Father, we so thank you for every blessing that we have in our life. We have <coughs> the ability here to, to send a missions team halfway across the world to, to go help people in the Philippines, that we have people who have a heart to be giving socks and beanies to those who can't afford them. We ask that you would be with our congregation today in a mighty way, that you would be moving through us, that you would be changing us, and that you would be sending us out to be your hands and feet in our community, in our workplace, in the world, and most importantly, in our home. We thank you so much for every blessing that we've had. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We, uh, 
Philippines. Isn't that amazing? Who's ready to go to the Philippines? Um, I'm excited to go to the Philippines. I'm also excited because today is the day the Lord has made. We're rejoicing. We're glad in it. Amen. It's also a beautiful day because it's somebody's birthday. And it, it, yes, that's right. And it, it doesn't take a genius to figure there's a big old, there's an elephant in the room right now, a big old balloon. Can we say happy birthday to Ms. Linda? Happy birthday, Linda. We also have a birthday in the house in a couple days. And it's this beautiful young lady right here in the front, Ms. Ricky. Amen. Happy birthday. Hallelujah. Who's ready to worship Jesus this morning? Amen. So good to see your beautiful faces. Welcome. Join. Join and worship with us, whether you're in person or online. We're so happy to have you here. Amen. I've been delivered. Praise the Lord. How many know many of us have things in our life that we're, we're battling, things that we're working on, things that it, it's just, it is what it is. There are things in our life, but how many know by God's grace, we're delivered. Amen. And by his blood, we're delivered. And so we're going to sing out this song, I've been delivered. I, I've been delivered. Praise the Lord. I've been delivered. I was bound by the chains of Satan. I've been delivered, praise the Lord. I've been delivered, praise the Lord. I've been delivered by His word. I was Where you want me, God, I'm diving. 
moment. So maybe maybe there's some things during the week that's happened. Maybe maybe this month has been a stressful month. Maybe whatever it is, maybe there's someone you want to pray for. We want to hold the altars right now in this moment. So if you want to come down to the altars and pray and lay some things at the feet of Jesus, now is that time. Amen. Let's do that right now as we sing out this next verse. I find comfort in the breaking. And maybe some of us, God is calling to the deep end. And so this morning, I want to encourage you and challenge you to go to the deep end this morning. I find comfort in the breaking. I find comfort in the breaking. Yes. For my weakest moments magnify your strength. Teach me first. Teach me first to seek you
Señor apreciado Dios, gracias por esta maravillosa mañana, Señor. Eh, prepara nuestros, uh, nuestros oídos espirituales, Señor, para que oigamos la palabra, el mensaje que tienes a través de nuestro pastor, Señor. Gracias por esta mañana que nos brinda, Señor, de poder compartir y alabarte. Es un, es un privilegio para nosotros estar aquí, Señor, decirte que te queremos, que que estamos listos para recibir el mensaje que nos cambia, que toca nuestros corazones y de aquí vamos a salir cambiados, diferentes, Señor. Cada día, cada palabra que escuchamos a través de nuestro líder, de nuestro pastor, Señor, nos fortalece y nos edifica en gran manera. Bendícenos en este día, Señor, y te damos gracias en el nombre de Jesús. Amén. This is the sound of tribals rattling. Yeah. This is the praise making damn man walk again. Open the grave, I'm coming out. I'm gonna live, gonna live again. This is the sound of tribals rattling. This is the sound of tribals. Make a dead man walk again. Open the grave, I'm coming out. I'm gonna live, gonna live again. This is the sound of dry bones rattling. Father, in Jesus' name, we pray that bones, dead bones, my bones will come alive this morning. Not just physically but spiritually, Lord. We pray for healing in this place. Can someone say amen? We pray for healing in this place, for, for bodies to be restored physically and spiritually this morning. Have your way with this word, Father. Lead me, Father. May the principles of your gospel, the foundation, Father, may we build upon that this morning, Father. The blood of Jesus over this word, over your service, over our church, over your children. Jesus' mighty name we pray and everybody said, amen. You may be seated this morning. Amen. Thank you, worship team. We so appreciate you this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Um, I want to uh, start off by saying, um, how many of you know male and female are different? Um, just in case you don't know, uh, if you don't know this, and I so appreciate some of the, I see some of the young people right now, uh, the teenagers, I see them with notepads and papers. Matt, you see that? Amanda, you see that? I see it with papers and pads and writing notes, and so I so appreciate that. Um, can we give it up to our young people, amen, writing notes and amen. Um, we want to build on a, a strong foundation this morning. Uh, male and female are different. Uh, you can write that down, young people. We are different. Um, but male and female complete each other. I thought I was going to get more of an amen there. I, my husbands, where you at? Male and female complete each other. Amen. amen. Husband, if you didn't have your wife, you would be lost. I thought I was going to, guys, I'm giving you, that's a point right, you could have had a point right there, men. Husbands, if you did not have your wives, you'd be lost. Amen, Amen. thank you, amen. Maybe second service, second service. It's okay. Um, Male and female are both leaders, but lead differently. Uh, Male and female respond differently to life. Um, Females respond uh, emotionally, that's how God created, that's a beautiful thing, they respond emotionally uh, males respond logically. Uh, when a female hears words, she has an emotional experience with those words, an experience, and when a male hears words, he's just getting information. Ladies, you're not supposed to laugh. That's okay, okay. Uh, when you talk to a woman, um, uh, when you talk to a woman, she's, she's feeling those words. So guys, that's why you got to be careful what you say to your woman, because she feels those words. You know, you call a man dumb, uh, he takes that information, applies it logically, he says, no, I'm not dumb, uh, so what, or yeah, I'm dumb, I guess, or whatever, and, okay, and you, you call her dumb, okay, uh, just because, well, hold on, I'm going to back up, just because she calls you dumb doesn't mean she's, it doesn't mean that's what she thinks about you, that's just what she's feeling in the moment, can they say, am I right, or, okay, um, but you call her dumb, that's not what he feels, that's just what he's thinking like a dummy in the moment, <laughs> if I'm honest, um, and so, uh, excuse me, and that's why you got to be careful what you say to a woman. Um, she'll hold on to that for 20 years. <laughs> men, <laughs> men and women are different. Young people, I hope you're writing this down. If you, uh, um, for example, uh, Woman never tells you what she's thinking. She only tells you what she's feeling. And a man doesn't tell you what he's feeling. He only tells you what he's thinking. Amen. And that's why they're always arguing. So, men, if she tells you to get up out of the house and leave and never to see her again, don't leave. <laughs> Give her space. That's not what she's, th- she's just feeling that because if you leave, she will kill you. <laughs> okay? And... Um, and so, and when a man says, woman, you're crazy, that's not what he's feeling. That's just what he's thinking in the moment when you're acting crazy. <laughs> Proverbs 24, 3, we're going to read in chorus right now. Proverbs 24, verse 3. Let's read this together in chorus. Through wisdom, a house is built, and by understanding it is established. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Amen. This is Home Life, part four. Today I want to talk about the 
assignment of the female. Um, and if you've missed the last three weeks, I want to encourage you. No, I want to ask. No, I'm not going to ask you. I want to tell you, you need to go back and watch one, two, and three. How many of you know, you ever watch a movie like Toy Story 3 or Toy Story 4 and someone who hasn't seen the first one? It doesn't really, there's little things in there. You're like, why is everybody laughing and I'm not? You know, why is everybody sad and I'm not? I'm not understanding this. It's good to see the whole thing. So if you have not seen one, two, and three, I would encourage you to go back. Amen? And be encouraged. Um, I want to start off with a few statements that have to do with the modern woman. Mm. Number one, it's tough to be a woman today. Amen. A female. Um, it's even more difficult to be a male. That's why some want to be women. Uh, why is it so difficult to be a female today? I was reading this article that was written 50 years ago. Who remembers the good old days? 50 years ago? When Elvis was singing, Elvis, you know, remember those days? I don't, but some of you might. Uh, 50 years ago, but it said, the article said, we're living in a world that's designed for men. And you can go back 60, 70 years when uh, James Brown wrote the famous song. It says, this is, a, this is a man's world. And that song captured the attitude that most men had towards women. Um, one common statement that was used and is still popular today, especially in the Middle East, um, it's even worse over there in the Middle East, and that is, uh, know your place. And where was her place? Huh? In the bedroom, in the, in the kitchen. And this spirit, this spirit of a woman being caught up in a man's world that, created, that was created by man, not by God, um, puts women in a really weird place. Some women are still trying to survive from that. A lot of men are having a hard time because they don't know what to do with the new woman. Because it's no longer a man's world. It's changing since World War II. That's very important. I'll get to that in a bit as I've been reading some history the last few weeks. Uh, number two, the, the 21st century woman is pressed on every side to be everything to everyone all the time. It's tough to be a woman. Amen. Actually, today they want you to be a woman and a man at the same time. Um, they want you to work, be a homekeeper. They want you to have babies, raise them, pay for everything too. A woman has so much pressure. A lot of pressure. The average woman is confused and insecure about her purpose in life. Oh, I'm speaking to somebody right now already. I can sense it. I can feel it. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. The average woman is confused and insecure about her purpose and role in life. And that's a big problem because women don't know what it means to be a woman anymore. And that's why many are experimenting. I need to balance this by saying men don't know what it means to be a man anymore. The average man I was reading is struggling with his manhood. You remember 60, 70, 80 years ago, it was very easy to be a man. 
Not that they were perfect, but the roles were very clear. He goes to work. She cleans the house. She has the babies. He buys the food. That's why great-grandma and grandpa rarely got divorced. Can someone say amen? Um, doesn't mean that's what it needed to be. That's just what it was. Their roles were very clear. The man was out working. The woman was keeping the home. The man brought home the, the food. The woman cleaned. She served. It was simple, wonderful, married life, as I was talking with my grandparents. A simple life. They love one another. They love one another. They, they, their love was a little different than today. They rarely saw each other because grandpa, great-grandpa was out working 12, 14 hours a day. And he would come home and he was all, he would come home and, you know, he'd want food, a kiss, and bed. Some of you know what I'm talking about when I say kiss. I call him the caveman. You know, he comes home, he eats, you know, kiss, sleep, caveman. Huh? But the woman did not complain. She understood he worked all day. He's tired. He needs food. She fed him. She gave him a kiss. He, she's happy. The next day he goes into the, to, to, the, to, the, to the jungle of life, works for her, works hard for her, takes care of her and the kids. And they, their, their love was based on their roles. She loved him because he works hard to keep the family together. And he loved her because she made the home feel like a haven. Huh? And then something happened. World War II came and changed the world in ways they had not seen yet. Um, when we got involved with the war, hundreds of men all across America, hundreds of thousands of men went to war, went to Europe, Japan. Um, and I don't have time to get into all that. Very interesting stuff, but um, the men used to work in the factories. And uh, men were gone, and so the women were asked to come and make bullets instead of sewing. And now they're working for the war machine. Men are out fighting. Women are making bullets for men because now men aren't working anymore. They're fighting. And after the war in 1945, the men come back home and there's no one home. Um, no one's home because she's in the factory and guess who has his job? She does. So he comes back with two problems. One, the home's empty. Two, he has, she has his job. Actually, there's three problems. He used to provide everything. That's why she respected him. But now she's making more than him. The respect has dropped they used to need each other. Remember, that's why grandma and grandpa rarely got divorced. You remember that? Back then, the man would measure his, himself by the simple things. He builds the house. He, he, he brings home the bacon. He pays for the utilities. He protects the family. It's very clear what he and she did. But now here comes a new thing. Men don't know what to do. Men don't know what it means to be a man anymore. And it's, and it's not woman's fault. It's no one's fault. Really, it's, it's what happened to our social structure. I'm going somewhere with this, folks. And by the way, nowhere in the Bible does it say a woman needs to cook. And Kristen said, amen. 
Nowhere in the Bible does it say a man needs to cook. But man, let me just challenge the men. You know, I, I, I talked to some of the young men when I used to lead youth group years ago. And if some of you know, I, I, you know I, I like to cook every once in a while. But I said, you want to be like Christ? Cook. Jesus was in the kitchen cooking. Can someone say amen? He cooked for the disciples. And so nowhere does in the Bible does it say a woman needs to cook. Or, matter of fact, in the, middle, in the Middle East, especially in the Bible days, the man stayed home protected the, the treasure and the gold and took care of the home and the women went to go work. So this, don't take this as women need to work and men or vice versa. I'm just trying to lay a foundation right here about roles. And at the end of the day, it comes to the issue of our heart and where our heart is when it comes to the roles that God's put in place. Can someone say amen? Yes. Only someone with no discernment will take this sermon and run with it. But I pray to God you have the sermon of the Lord. When a guy meets a woman today, I'm just going to be real, he's, he's in trouble. Back in the day, you know, from the love stories that I've been hearing. Um, but today, a man's in trouble because she already got everything. She's already got the house. She's already got the car. She's already got the clothes. She already got, she's got everything. And so, she, you know, she meets a guy. And, and back then, guys would normally pursue the women. How many know today women are pursuing the guys? And whatever, you know, but, but, but she says, you know, I, you know, she means I want a man. You got a picture of this man? I says, okay, well, what do you want? Be a man. She says, okay, let me, uh, let me provide for you. She says, I got that. Okay, um, let, me, uh, let me build you a home. I already got a home. Let me buy you a car. I already got a car. Let me take you out for dinner. She's like, I got the bill. Don't worry about it. He's like, what do you want me to do? Be a man. And he's like, and so this article that I was reading, the last thing the man has that she doesn't have is his strength. And so when you have a home that has no God in the home, that's when domestic abuse starts coming in. Domestic abuse, domestic violence, verbal abuse. Because now that's all he has to give. He's a male in distress. A male that's frustrated. misunderstanding of what it means to be a man today. Well, you're a man when you put your foot down. No. No. Because in the past, manhood and womanhood were measured by the roles that they played. Sixty years ago, again, the man brought home the bacon. Today, the woman owns the pig. <laughs> huh? That's okay. Nothing wrong with that. And so all these issues that we're facing, that women are facing, God has an answer for. <coughs> Amen? God has an answer for. Number one, the world has told women they were created to be like men or better than men. That's a lie from the pit of hell. The world has told women you were created to be like a man or better than a man. Man or women, not better than each other. She believes she uh, should compete with a man in order to regain some kind of uh, equality. And that's the way you become a true woman. You don't compete with the man. But that's what some women are doing. They're reacting. If you drive a tractor, I can drive a tractor. 
You work in the mind, I can work in the mind. Their motivation is wrong. You know, when you're trying to compete with someone, you're actually admitting they are superior in some way. And some women spend the rest of their lives trying to be like a man. Some women believe they must do what men do to be equal to men. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Um, that's a tragedy, honestly. He wears the pants, I'll wear the pants. He wears a tie, I'll wear the tie. Um, <clears throat> pushing to try to be something God did not create them to be. Some women have become men. They've lost their female essence. They've lost their female, uh, their, their manly, the, the way they walk and talk. And I'm not talking about tomboy. My daughter loves to play baseball and sports. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the spirit of the world. It's a big difference here. You know? So the spirit of a woman when she says, I don't need a man. Keep that attitude, I promise you'll never get one. You'll never get a, a real man. I promise. Listen to me, like young ladies, 12, 13 year old, listen to me. I hope you're listening to me. What you need is not to be a man. But when women don't know what it means to be a woman and how powerful God made them, it's easy for a woman to fall for the trap that this world is selling you. It's easy. So to answer the question, how do you become a woman of God? You have to discover, we're gonna go back to the manual. Huh? Remember we have a manual? But he has, you have to discover your original purpose. The female can only be fulfilled when she understands and surrenders and submits to God's purpose. I'm going to say that again. The female can only be fulfilled when she understands and surrenders and submits to God's purpose. And the man can only be fulfilled when he surrenders and he submits to his authority and God. Both serve a purpose, male and female. Both serve a purpose, male and female. Real quick, um, let's see, Matt, can I borrow you for a second? Can you stand right here, please? Stand, up, stand right here on top so we can. Okay. What a fine looking young man, amen? amen. Bro, you can't go like this, bro. It's okay. Men are created in God's image. Amen. Males were created to worship God. The male is called to lead. The male is the head, the provider, the cultivator, the protector, developer, teacher. He's supposed to be a giver. And the male is the source. Someone say source, source. The, the Hebrew word for source is what? Anybody remember? Abba. And we translate that what? Father. Okay, so now I want Amanda, Amanda, please come over here and just stand right here. 
please. Can we give Amanda? Yes, that's right. Give Amanda. Amen. There we go. Um, so you look at this beautiful picture right here. Where did God go and get the female? That's right. Where did God get Adam from? It wasn't. It was the dirt. And he pulled Eve from out. Well, pretend you're sleeping. There you go. Okay. Sleeping. He's, he's asleep. He's gone. Okay. God knocked him out. And he goes into his, his side, pulls out woman, and bam! <laughs> and Matt wakes up and says, woman. You know, the Bible, when you really look into it, it says, you know, God made the man, you know, psh, psh, but he built the woman. And the husband say, amen. You know what I'm talking about? He, 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 see, man, it's easy. Woman, he built. Huh? Can we give our couple a hand this morning? Amen. Amen. The, you can be seated. Amen. The woman came from the male, which means he is the source, and automatically it's called Father, Abba, Father. No woman can be called Father. Um, the Apostle Paul talks about this man didn't come from woman. Woman came from man. He, he says the, the head of every woman is a man, and the head of man is Christ. Amen. Christ produced the man, and man produced the woman. The word source means sustainer, so whatever comes out of you, you sustain. And a real woman is not looking for a lover, although that has the honeymoon, it's all good and all, but at the end of the day, a real woman is not looking... Uh, for, for a lover because because at the end of the day that, that she doesn't want to take her. Someone who just takes from her. Amen? You know, I, again, you get married, honeymoon is beautiful, and then next thing you know, he just, he's just taken from her. Cook for me, clean for me, do this for me, do that for me. And that's, that's not what she's looking for. She, she wants to know where she came from. Nowhere in the Bible does it command a, a woman to leave her father but the Bible does say, for this cause, a man shall leave his, that's right, because a male is the father, which shows me when a woman changes fathers, she's simply just going from one to another. You know, the, the Bible is very simple. You know, back in the day, the man would go to the, he would, would he go to her and say, well, you know, he goes to the father and say, uh, can I marry your daughter? He goes to the father. Matter of fact, we should still do that today. Amen? He goes, and, and there was a conversation. They were having a conversation. And that was, you know, the father said, well, it, it, took, it took 10, you know, how many goats? And I don't know how those conversations went, but how many goats you got? And the father's like, you know, it took, it took 10 goats a day to sustain her. That's a lot. Sorry, hold on. Maybe it took one goat, you know, and a camel to sustain her for the year. I don't know. And then, you know, so, so. You got to have that, if not more, to continue to sustain, to cultivate, to take care and to protect my daughter. And then she's passed from one father to the next. Whatever standard of living you have, you're going to have to meet that or exceed that. And that's the problem ladies are having today. Some ladies, I should say, they're valuable, they're precious in God's sight, they're they're. they're you know, God says you are more precious than rubies. He don't say that about the guys. 
That's a beautiful thing. Women, you are valuable. Women are precious. They're what they call the three, the three P's. I call pretty, precious, and powerful. Yeah. The three P's. We, we should make a shirt. Three P's. You know? But it's crazy how some don't know their value. For the single ladies, if you're not married, you know, they already have a house, they already have a car, they got a washer and dryer, and, and uh, they, 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 got, they got clothes, they got a little money in the bank, they, they're ready, and then they, then they fall in love with a bum who's not working, and we already read when a man don't work is worse than an unbeliever. Now again, there are men who are disabled, and they're working around the house. They're doing things, okay? That's not what it's talking about. It's talking about a man that is being lazy. And she finds a man who is a bum, who has nothing. She doesn't know her value. No, you are valuable in God's eyes. That man should go to your father and God and say, this is what I have, I want to continue to, no, no. But instead, he's sleeping in your bed, eating your food, driving your car, you're washing his clothes. You need to go home, if that's, and if you're watching online and you're maybe watching, you need to go home and you need to tell him, get your butt in church and go find a job. And the ladies say, amen. 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 She's looking for more than a lover. It's amazing how the longer you're married, naturally, the man calls the woman daddy. Amen? There's this natural desire for a father. She's not looking for a playboy. She's looking for a father, someone who will provide, give her directions, someone who will give her counsel, somebody who will protect the children. And when the kids are going through crisis, he can talk to them in a calmly manner in a, and give them wisdom. You see, when Jesus came to earth, he had to restore some things. Because the first Adam jacked it all up. Hmm? Jesus, he had, a, he had to be the second Adam. And so here's Jesus. Because the first Adam didn't do what he was supposed to do. Here's Jesus, he lives a perfect life. He was tempted, just like the first Adam was. He was tempted. He stood his ground. He dies on a cross. And he falls asleep. They say he was dead. But I say he was just sleeping. And just like the first Adam, God went into the first Adam and pulled out Eve. There's a spear that goes inside Jesus. And what comes out of Jesus? The church. Blood and water. He's the second Adam. He's not, he's just asleep. And he resurrects three days later. You see, Jesus did what Adam could not do. It's crazy to think that when Eve ate the fruit, nothing happened. She grabbed it, nothing happened. <laughs> 
She looked at it, nothing happened. She took a bite, mm, nothing happened. The world was still intact. It's when she brought it to Adam, the man who was supposed to protect her and is supposed to tell her what Jesus told his church. No, no baby. No baby. I don't know. No. But instead, women are powerful. Women got power, man. And some of you ladies are laughing, or you know, you go, you're powerful, man. It's, it's, it's amazing. Now we understand why Isaiah wasn't confused when he prophesied. He said, I see a sign, the virgin with child, and she will give birth to a son, chapter 9, and unto us a son is given, and his name shall be called, talking about the son, talking about the son, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. That's what fathers do. Mighty God, that's protector, everlasting Father. He's the father. The female purpose, I'm going to speed along here. Female purpose, she was created in the image of God. Ladies say amen. amen. She's created to worship God. And by the way, ladies, you don't need to have a, a, a man that's saved to worship God. Or you don't, you don't have to have a man at all to worship God. Amen. Amen. <laughs> She's a leader. Um, just like uh, uh, the man, but the man leads by position, authority given by God, because he was made first, a woman leads by influence. Okay? She helps. And this is why it can be very dangerous. He's the head and she's the helper. She helps him lead. Crazy to me. Can you imagine what this world would have been like if Adam would have just told, if Adam would have just said, hey, uh, no, don't do that. Can you imagine what we wouldn't have gone through what we've gone through? Amen. Huh? But this is why it can be dangerous. He's, he's the head, and there's that saying, he's the head, but she's the neck, and she can turn the neck whatever way she wants the head to go because women are influencers. And that's a good thing. He's a provider, but she's, a, she's an incubator. Incubators are very powerful. She's a receiver. She multiplies life. She, she, she multiplies life, she, she, and, and she gives it back. That's why Adam called her woman, because she has a, she's a man with a womb. She's an incubator on two legs. That's why when a man is receiving from a woman and he's not happy with what she's giving, men, you better check to see what you are giving to her. Because a woman gives back what you give to her. And if I'm honest, the, the fall of man was actually a malfunctioning female and an irresponsible male. You see, God gave man a what? The garden. And he told, he told who? 
not Eve, he told Adam. He said, Adam, you can have all this fruit. And it was Adam's job to protect and to teach his woman, his wife. Huh? Men, where you at? And so you have, so, so you can have all this fruit. And all of a sudden, Eve comes with something that Adam did not give her. You see, Adam, Eve was supposed to bring Adam what he gave to her. Huh? But this time, Eve comes to Adam with something that didn't belong to him. He did not give her. Adam's first response should have said, hey, sweetie pie, where did you get that from? But instead, she's powerful, man. He, he takes a bite, and then that's why Jesus had to come to do what the first man couldn't do. Let me, let, me, let me prove that. The Bible says when, when she picked the fruit, nothing happened. She ate it, nothing happened. She swallowed, nothing happened. The human race, again, like I said earlier, was still intact. Huh? But let me go, let me go. It's, it's, she, it's also related. She's a producer. Write this down. I'm running out of time. She's a producer, encourager, a nurturer, a prophetess. Okay? Women, you guys are powerful because she's an incubator. She's also a prophetess. Let me explain this. Because she receives, again, she multiplies, and she gives back okay she she receives a woman is a receiver a man is a giver she receives the bible says and the spirit of god will come upon all flesh and all men uh, old men will see what young men will and women the woman the handmaiden will prophesy so, so some people think that's some lady standing on top of a mountain some crazy woman just screaming out no 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 it's very basic it's very easy men this is for the men when you are praying and God's dealing with you about something and you say, you know, I, I have, I, you know, maybe we should step out in faith and we should go to the Philippines. Maybe we should do this. God's put this on my heart. I want to step out in faith or whatever it is. Your wife is receiving all that information. She's a receiver. She's receiving it all. She's listening. Oh, okay. Man, you know, God's calling us, to, you know, maybe we should, we should lead a Bible study. Maybe we should step out or whatever it is. You know, God's called me to, we, let's go feed the hungry. Let's, let's go take our family. No, we're going we're gonna to do this. And she's receiving. She's listening. Really? Yeah, God's called me to, God's called me to step out in faith and we're going to do this. Okay. Well, some years will go by and all of a sudden the man is tired. He's weak. He's frustrated. He's like, you know, I don't know what I was thinking. And all of a sudden she starts giving back. Wait a second. Didn't you tell me? That God told you to tell us that we were going to, she's not nagging, she's prophesying. She's prophesying. So men, stop complaining when your wife is nagging. No, she's just telling you what you already told her. She's just giving it back to you. Huh? Yeah. Trust me, I learned this the hard way. It's in the Bible, folks. This is all, this is all in the Bible. Um,
She's a receiver. She only receives. That's why she was created by God, to receive. She's so powerful. You know, you look at a man's body, there's nowhere to receive. By the way, it's illegal to enter through an exit. You study the female, there's nowhere to give, only to receive. Amen? That's why a woman wants everything she sees. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I'm, can I be real, folks? Man, I thought, that, you know, you take, you take your girl shopping, and she already bought the She, she goes to a little shop. You know, you know, like when you go on a vacation, and you go to a little store, you got the little boutique. Women want everything they see. And that's okay. God created them that way. So this, this is encouragement to the men. Keep giving to your wife. Keep giving to her, but not just stuff. How about wisdom from above? How about love and trust and encouragement and prayer and guidance? Keep giving to her. Amen? You want to short-circuit your girl? The product that God created to... Start taking, start taking from her. Start taking from her and see what happens. I can't wait for second service, man. See, I know the first service, this service, we got, we got a lot of mature people. Second service, I'm ready. The men need to hear this second service. Can somebody say amen? amen. To the single ladies, when, a, when I'm preaching and speaking words of life and encouragement and wisdom, I pray you tell God, God, I heard what you said. I heard what you promised me. I'm believing. I'm not here to remind you, Father. I'm here to remind you. Ladies, you are more precious than rubies. Doesn't matter what kind of world this world says we're living in. I can care less what this world says, what kind of world we're living in. We are not citizens of this kingdom. We are citizens of another kingdom. The one who created you is Elohim, universal, Yahweh, Yahweh. Like the song says, we love to shout your name, O Lord. God is the one who created you, and he has a manual. And he says, before you operate this product, I want you to read the manual. Ladies, don't strive to be feminist. Strive to be feminine the way God created you. And you will be powerful. Amen. Before I close, I want to say to women, God has given you influence. And I pray you use that influence. And, but I pray it's not to control or to manipulate your man or the ministry within this church. Because that's something that women battle with, is to take control of something that's not theirs. Go ahead and read Genesis 3.16. Let's read this right here, Genesis 3.16. Let's put that up if we have it. It's part of the curse. It's, it's, part, of, it's part of the curse. 
To the woman, he said, I will surely multiply your pain and childbearing in pain. You shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be contrary to your. But you shall. But he shall rule over you. And that rule is not what you think it is. We're going to read later about husband, love your wife like Christ loved the church. But the curse is your desire will be to control your man. But see, God's called you to influence him in a good way, to encourage him, to love him. You know, when Abraham, poor Abraham, Sarah's there, she's a receiver. She's a receiver. Abraham's telling her all this stuff God told him. And what does she do? Instead of, instead of telling Abraham, hold on, my honey. God told you, hold on to the promise. She says, why don't you go sleep with Hagar? She influenced him. She, she influenced him. Thank God Job did not listen to his wife. At a time when he needed to surrender, get on his knees, and give God praise. Huh? And there's so many story after story when women in the Bible did influence men in a good way. But I so thank God Jesus did not do what the first Adam did. Because men, we have to make sure we are prayed up and in our word. Because how many know women lead to go by their feelings? And that's a good thing. How many of you we don't serve God by our feelings? Amen? And that's why man needs the woman and woman needs the man. We're a team. We need each other. We can't do it without one another. That could be a song. We're a team. We need each other. We can't do it without one another. We're a team. We need each other. We can't do it without one another. Devil's mad this morning. I don't know why, but it's okay. Jesus Christ, he died and he rose again. Can somebody say amen? Amen. amen. <laughs> man, oh man. I'm excited for home life. We're going to get deep, church. We're going to get deep. It's going to get deep. Let's bow our heads this morning. Hallelujah. Praises to you, Heavenly Father. I do want to read one last scripture, Ephesians 5.22, Ephesians 5.22 through 25, as we're heads bowed, it says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be subject to their own husbands in everything. Husbands. Love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Heavenly Father, we pray your blessing over this morning. Father, if there's somebody here who doesn't know you, who hasn't uh, uh, received you as our Lord and Savior, I pray this morning they would do that right now. You're here this morning, you're watching online, you don't know Jesus, Jesus is not living in your heart, you need to repent of your sin, ask God to forgive you, God come into my heart, do that right now. And I want to encourage the women who are, uh, this, we live in a different time, women are working, men are working, there are 
my wife works, okay? This is, we're living in some different times. I'm talking, there, there, are, there are roles. We have a purpose. And, um, and so God bless you, man working, women working. Hey, praise God. But there are roles that we need to follow that are biblical. And it has to do with our heart and where we're at. Okay? And the spirit of the worldly man does not want this message because it calls him to, to be challenged and to rise up and to be accountable. It challenges him to be accountable to his authority. And my flesh don't like that. And vice versa. And this morning we want to come before God this morning. God has spoken to you. I pray this morning that you take this up with God. You pray, repent, ask God to forgive you. You're right this morning with God. Jesus is living in your heart. Maybe he's challenged you. He's spoken to you. Thank God for Jesus, amen, for the second Adam who has a bride. That is us. And he's also Father. We thank God for the groom that he sent as we are his bride. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's all stand to our feet this morning. Amen. I'm very excited today. We have, a, we have voting outside right now. Uh, yes, you may. Thank you. Thank you. Can we give her a hand this morning? Yes, I, couldn't, I could not do it without her. Um, it's, it's just God, is, God has blessed me in so many different ways. Um, it's so amazing. Let me just tell you, um, if you want to really know the truth, though, who runs my house, it's that little girl right here. Uh, Ari, she runs the home. I'm just going to just tell you the truth. That's why God's still working on me, okay? Amen. And let's bow our heads this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your spirit, Father. May we not, uh, may we as a church uh, not bow to the spirit of the world that is um, trying to break men and women down and to confuse us. Father, may we go to your word and may we continue by your grace and mercy sharing your love and light to our community, to our loved ones, to our friends and family. May we as a church, people of the Nazarene, stand on your word, a church of holiness, a church that, that, that stands on holiness, Father, by your grace and mercy. May we continue the legacy, I pray. We thank you, Father. And also I pray, Father, for those who are voting, um, for our members, Lord, that, that you would speak to them, that, 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 that your hand would, would, would guide their hand, Lord, and you do what you want with that. And Father, anyone here who is not, been, who didn't get, who's not gonna get in or not gonna go, or Father, that they would remain correct with you and their heart would be uh, soft and remain humble, Father. And, um, and we just thank you. We praise you for all these things. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Be blessed, church. Thank you. Amen.